1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 13 through 19. But if there is no resurrection of the dead, then not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, then our preaching is in vain, and your faith is in vain. We are even found to be misrepresenting God because we testified about God that he raised Christ, whom he did not raise if it is true that the dead are not raised. For if the dead are not raised, not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile and you are still in your sins. Then those who have fallen asleep in Christ have perished. If in Christ we have hope in this life only, we of all people are most to be pitied. As an icebreaker question, what memories come to mind when you think of Easter service or Easter Easter morning? Well, so growing up, uh, probably around second grade until fifth, sixth grade, uh, at our church, uh, Tyler and I's church, we had this massive Easter egg hunt. Um, And that was uh, really, it was like crazy. People were really like stretched down the road, not stretched, they're lined up down the road, um, (laughs) lining up to come to the Easter egg hunt uh, to get big bags of of candy and or baskets of candy and easter eggs and chocolate bunnies and uh it was like it was pretty much a carnival honestly it's kind of confusing i've always thought that that was really strange how churches have like included easter bunnies and things like that i'm like i don't even know if i've ever heard a church try to explain like how this how the easter bunny is related to Easter, the true meaning of Easter or right. like candy in general. I mean, I know I'm, I'm not trying to be like, like <laughs> Scrooge over here. Like, oh, you can't give out candy at churches or anything like that. It just is very strange to me. I was always like, huh, this is weird. I don't really know. Yeah, yeah no, it's, um, it's definitely Americanized for sure. I think the other thing that I was thinking of when I, when Easter comes to mind for me is my mom used to buy us Easter outfits So we always got these like really colorful shirts, Um, probably not shirts that I would wear anymore. Um, Sometimes they were floral, Uh, a lot of stripes. We wore a lot of stripes, sometimes matching. Uh, I think that happened probably when we were younger. We wore like matching clothes. um, What about the lava shirt? Uh, I did one time own a lava shirt that I got from TJ Maxx, but that was not an Easter outfit. That was for a not Easter a appropriate. competition <laughs> called Fine Arts. Yeah, I don't think lava was Easter appropriate. So maybe we'll talk about Fine Arts in, in an episode. Yeah, um, <laughs> but Easter is an interesting thing. People yeah. often just show up to Easter service and maybe Christmas Eve, and that's it. And so it's, right. it's really interesting to have uh, this one moment where you have a bunch of new people in your church and church services really look different. If you are a, a regular attender, they look very different than almost every other service the entire year. Yeah. And it's because the church like goes all out. There's like really cool videos, some spoken word mm-hmm. that's happening. Um, right. uh, and I, it's always just been an interesting thing to me. And I thought it was really cool at times. And then I was like, do the people know that are coming for the first time? Do they think that this is what church is like all the time? 
and so I, I don't know. It's just always been a, a very interesting. Yeah. You know, no, that's a good, that's a good point. I mean, I've noticed it too. Um, and I think, yeah, part of it is because there is a huge increase of, um, I, I don't know how you would deem like ballot box, like, uh, church attendees. Like you said, they check off Easter, they check off Christmas Eve. Um, you know, that's, that's where, why they're there. It's a cultural, um, attendance versus a personal, but, um, yeah, it is, it's an interesting way to sort of dress up a, 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 an event that's not necessarily the most pretty <laughs> event for sure. Well, I mean, you have, you have good Friday. So obviously that celebrates, you know, when Jesus died on the cross. Um, mm-hmm. and then you have Easter Sunday, which is, you know, he rose from the dead. Um, and so this, and we kind of alluded to this in the last episode, this is the crux of Christianity. Uh, in fact, you know, in the verse we, we started the podcast with, it says, Paul says, we are the most to be pitied. If this didn't happen, everything falls apart. We're right. We are just done for, uh, basically. Mm. And I think that is a, a huge thing to consider if you're a Christian is that this one event affects every other belief that you have in Christianity. And so I, I wanted to kind of ask Tanner, your thoughts, how is that, that just thought about everything rests on this one event? How has that challenged you? What is that, what has that made you consider? Yeah, no, I mean, it's interesting you bring that up because I was thinking that, um, I don't know. I don't know if I was taught from this from the church or it was just like I heard this growing up. But um, I, I I remember hearing sort of the phrase, "Well, if Christianity is not true, at least I lived I lived a good life. I I was a nice person. I did this." And it's like, well, if you read the Bible, that's not what it says. It says that we should be pitied. That um, I mean, I don't know if it goes as far as says that we're fools, but um, but yeah, I mean, if 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 Christianity, if the resurrection, the, you know, if that all did not occur, then we should be considered fools. Um, everything we're doing is foolish if that's not true. Um, and it is, it's something obviously, um, someone who like me, who's, you know, struggled with doubt, struggled with, uh, figuring out do I truly believe this? Do I believe this because I inherited it from my parents? Um, because I was a group in a certain area of the country or, or even a certain part of the world. Um, and it's really challenged me and, and made me, uh, look into the evidence and look into, is this, is this something that actually happened or is this a story? Is it a story? And that's, and that's, I think a big difference. Um, you know, whether it's true or not true, um, that we shouldn't be viewing our lives as something valuable if it's not true, because then it's, if that's not true, then, then everything we're doing is, is wasted. Just as out of my own curiosity, has there ever been a point in your journey of faith that you've ever really considered if it really happened or not? Or has it always been like, no, I do accept this. I mean, yeah, like, no, I, I, to this day, uh, there, and it's interesting. There's certain days I'm like, oh yeah, like this happened, like totally. And then another day I'm like, oh gosh, but what about this? What about that? Oh man. And then it sends me down a, um, a rabbit hole of, of reading and listening, uh, to, you know, videos and podcasts and books and, um, and yeah, no, it's, it's not something that is easily accepted by me, which I think outside of the church, 
um, there is a, a sort of perspective, I guess you would say, of Christians that they just accept whatever that is told to them. Um, and, and they just believe that's just, that's just what they do. And they believe it because it makes them feel good. Um, it's like, well, this doesn't necessarily make me feel good. Uh, it would be a, probably a lot easier to not believe these things. It would probably be a lot easier just to live my life, um, the exact way I wanted to live and, and not have this, like, uh, you know, whatever inside of me, this, this feeling of wrestling and, and struggling. And I think there's probably a lot of people that sort of just like say, I don't want to deal with this anymore. And I think that that's a, it's a good point to kind of just mention here is that we, there are times where it's like, this is, this would be easier. And in fact, the Bible says to follow Jesus costs you your life. It's going yeah. to cost you something to follow. And so the reality that it's just easy to just get up and believe and to follow Jesus, have a relationship with him or whatever, that's not biblical. The Bible would not agree with you to say right. that it's, it's an easy road that you're walking down. And I think, um, you know, what we have discovered is that the evidence surrounding the resurrection bears an answer. There needs to be an answer mm-hmm. for the, the evidence that surrounds it. But we'll get into that in a little bit. Um, you know, for me, <laughs> the easiest answer that I could give is why I've struggled with this is how many times have you seen a dead man come back to life? Haven't yep. seen it. Have never right. seen it happen. Uh, yep. I've never even been in the hospital room. I mean, I've heard stories about people being dead on the, the table and then they were resurrected back to life. Heard all those stories. But this man was dead for three days and he came back to life. I don't know if there's another story like it. I mean, I'm sure that there is, but I haven't heard it. I think the other thing that makes it difficult for me is that you can't just believe in the resurrection without believing something else in addition. So for instance, you can't believe the resurrection happened if God doesn't exist. Those kind of have to go hand in hand. You have to believe that there is something outside of the created order that could do something along these lines. Um, and so I, I would say that you have to kind of believe that a God exists. So that's, that's prior to believing the resurrection. You have to believe that God exists, but even further than that, you have to believe that God is actively working in the world. So deist, a deist believes that God created the world and he has walked away and he's just left it to run and it's falling apart and that God doesn't interact. So you have to believe that there is a God And then you have to believe that he is actively doing something in the world, that he is interacting with people. Um, And so that's that's another step you have to go. And then finally, you have to believe that miracles, that Mm -hmm. God can intervene and do whatever he wants because he created it, that he can step in and do whatever he wants. Uh, and so I think that there's just, that's, that's just, it's the resurrection isn't just built in and of itself. It's built on other beliefs that you have to kind of get right. to. And we'll kind of discuss some of those later on about does God exist? Miracles, do they happen? Those right. kinds of things. Um, and then we've already said this before, but I think it's worth mentioning again. If it's true, if right. Jesus actually came back from the dead, then what he said matters. Yeah. Because he said, I will come back. He said it. He he said, I will be back in three days. He predicted his his own resurrection. So if he said it, he knows something. And if that if that is true, then yeah. he can be trusted. Because he knows. And ultimately, he has to be obeyed. Mm-hmm. And that's the that's the part of the resurrection mm-hmm. that is scary to me, is it is to Tanner's point. It's easier for me to say, oh, 
It's not true. I don't have to listen to him. I, I can just reject whatever he said. It's just, I, I can, you know, it's good teaching or whatever. But if he really said, I'm going to come back. If he really said, I'm the son of God. If he really said all those things and then it happened, we have to live as if it really happened. Yeah. And I think something to kind of get into the argument side, um, something that actually has, um, and I know you're going to touch on Tyler, some of the um, arguments against, you know, why he possibly didn't resurrect, why the body wasn't there um, and and how we've wrestled with that and, and whatnot. One thing that for me has been, and this is a recent occurrence, um, I actually it's interesting. So I've never read my Bible from cover to cover ever, um, which it may be not the something you want to say on a Christian or whatever you want to call this podcast, but it's just the truth. And I think there's a lot of people out there like that. Um, but one thing that's super interesting to me that I've really just recently started to kind of learn more about is the, how the old Testament points to and really mirrors the crucifixion and resurrection of Christ. Um, and, and obviously you could say, well, the Bible, uh, I don't trust the Bible. And that's, I think a whole other conversation and a whole other episode that we'll probably touch on. Um, but one thing, if, you know, when you look throughout the old Testament, um, there are a number of, uh, stories and people's lives and things that were occurring throughout the old Testament that, um, we're pointing to and, and really, um, as like a signal sign as this is going to happen. Um, and there were outright prophecies and things like that that um, were predicting this event occurring, but that's not even necessarily what I'm talking about. It's almost within, woven into the narrative of the Old Testament that things were orchestrated in a way um, and, and these people's lives that were documented, the things that were occurring that were pointing to this event um, it seems it, it seems like it just connects. Um, and, and again, it's something that you could easily attest and, and poke holes in because um, you could say the Bible's not valid. But for me, um, I, I've looked through you know the number of um, you know theories and things that Tyler will touch on and and there are obviously things that you can argue against it. This was something for me was like an added element that really it, it brings the whole Bible together and it sort of, points it to this pinnacle in the middle of the Bible that this is ha this this thing that happened is not only pointed to from the Old Testament, but then there's the obvious ripple effects after. Um, and so that for me, there are, are a couple of resources um, that I would point to that talk about this. Um, there is a debate between Andy Stanley and Jeff Durbin on the Unbelievable podcast. They uh, actually discuss, uh, Jeff Durbin is arguing that um, the old, uh, about how the Old Testament is pointing to this um, individual event. And without the Old Testament pointing to this event, this event alone in a vacuum is just a miraculous event. Jesus is, you could say he's a, mu uh, a magician. You could say he's a witch. Um, without the Old Testament pointing to this singular event, uh, the event itself does not necessarily provide uh, meaning or reason or um, hope for us, um, you know, at right now. 
So that's something for me. I, I would point to that. And then another uh, person who um, you can look up is Vody Bauckham. He has a sermon on the resurrection, um, and he sort of highlights um, and, and really walks through the whole Old Testament um, and points out all these little, um, well, not even little, but um, mirroring um, narratives and stories that are pointing to the resurrection and connecting that. And so that for me was really helpful. Thank you for listening to this episode. Next week, we'll discuss the evidence for and against the resurrection. In the description of this episode are links to some related content for you to explore. Share your comments, thoughts, or questions with us as you do. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, leave us a review, and share it with a friend. We'll see you next week.